listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Tamika Spalding joining us on our regular Friday program, Connecting the Dots. Welcome, Tamika. Good morning, Jason. It's good to have you back with us today. I always love coming here. Enjoy this. Yeah, it's it's a good time, and uh, we normally have well, we've had the last few times we've been together, we've had Carmelina with us, um, but she's not with us today. But she has texted us in. She's actually said all the best with the broadcast today. So thanks, Carmelina. <laughs> Shout out to you today. Um, she's working on all the social stuff. She's doing today. lots of other things, and uh, yeah, she does multiple roles, and she's very valuable to us here at uh, you know conference in Tasmania. So, uh, Tamika, what have you been up to the last um, week or so? You made a note, something here, that uh, you're a regular swimmer. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, I've been going swimming with a friend. We try to do it three times a week for an hour each time. So, yeah, I can last in the pool for the hour now and do backwards and forwards laps of breaststroke. Mm. That's the only stroke that I can really keep up with Um, but yeah I love doing swimming so that's what I've been doing and I've been busy also helping my eldest son he's in grade 10 he's been doing a lot of um, he's been doing an essay this week so I've been helping him with that and uh, some homework with the younger ones helping my youngest ones to read so that takes up some time and is a bit of fun Mm. what have you been doing Jason Oh, I've um, I've got a big job on this Sunday on uh, installing a, a radio transmitter up in a very difficult, far far distant area, and um, I've been preparing for that. It's a big job. It's uh, it's a helicopter trip in with equipment, and got five guys going in. So, been preparing for that. It's uh, a bit of fun, but a bit of challenge as well, though. So. Yeah. Been busy in my spare time when I'm not on air doing that sort of thing. So, Um, well, today, thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 0488 880891. Perhaps just text us in and tell us where you're listening from. I know our program goes all around Australia. Um, I noticed yesterday that we had one of our regular listeners back uh, communicating with us. Margie, welcome back to uh, Tassie Encounters. But uh, we'd love to hear from you today, and uh, you can text us in where you're listening from, 0488 880 We'd love to hear from you. That's our Tassie Encounters show number. Of course, later in the program, we've got a book offer, and we'd love you to answer our question that we've got for you a bit later as well. Now, today, mm-hmm. Tamika, we, this topic came out of our discussions last week with... Um, uh, with Carmelina after our program where we talked about pity and pride. Yeah. But, uh, and if you want to go back and have a listen to those programs, you can. Faithfm.com.au on our website. You can go to programs and listen to all of our past episodes. But you can also listen on an app, Faith FM Australia app. You can download it, and it's a great way to listen to our live programs and also our past programs. So so do that. I hope this morning, Tamika... Um, I'm okay. I had a bit of a late night last night pre- preparing this trip that I'm doing on Sunday, so uh, 
I hope my words don't come out jumbled. I feel like they're going to at some point. <laughs> anyway. You're not supposed to tell everybody that. <laughs> well, I'm just being honest. <laughs> if, if something comes out the wrong way, you'll understand why. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was up late planning with uh, another another worker and uh, it was, yeah, lots to think about when you're doing a trip like that. So, so uh, yes. give us a bit of an introduction as to what we're going to be talking about, pride and humility that uh, came yes. out of our last week's topic. Yes, because as you said, we did pity and pride last time and we... We looked into pride a little bit, but we didn't really delve into it too deeply. And then, obviously, the opposite to pride is humility. So we thought we'd do a program on pride and humility today Mm. and sharing a few personal stories and and thoughts. And, yeah, I think basically pride and humility, it's a bit of a state of the heart, I think, your underlying motivation or how we do what we do. And, um, yeah, so I thought we'd start off with talking about what is pride. And today I'm talking about pride in under three different headings. I've got dignity, um, superiority and arrogance. Uh, yeah, and so we, the first one's dignity. And I think that this is the part that, that God actually designed for us, the state or quality of being worthy of honour or respect. Um, And this is a positive spin on pride. Uh, We may have achieved something after working really hard. We Mm -hmm. have a level of being proud of our accomplishments. But this is a measured amount. It's it's, it's not thinking of ourselves, you know, too highly or too low. And this is... I think we mentioned that last week, didn't we, where at the end of creation, God said he saw that uh, what he'd made and he saw that it was good. And I think that's the sense of... Um, having dignity, having um, uh, a, a pleasure in in doing good work, I think that's a reasonable thing to to say. Even though the word pride often has such negative connotations, but that that particular one I think is good. You know, and we often say, you know, you should have pride in your work. That means you put effort in, you do your best, and I think that's that's fine. And that concept of dignity and honour is is a good one. Yeah. Well, well, in Genesis um, 131, um, you know, I'll read this verse. It says, Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Mm. And he says this after each day of creation. Yeah. And um, he had pride in his work because he, he put so much effort and love in his creation that this was a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as you just mentioned, as a songwriter, although I don't do it very often, um, <laughs> when I finally get something written, and I, sometimes it's hard work to to get something that comes out that you that you're happy with, um, it's nice in the end to say, yeah, okay, I've 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 got to a point where I I call this finished. I guess if you're an artist and you paint a picture. You know when is it finished? Uh, it'd be. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you this morning. Actually, um, if you're a bit of a creative person, how do you know when something's finished? You know, text us in. Perhaps. Uh, you know, when when are you pleased with it to the extent that you say, "Okay, I'm okay with this now. I've put my effort in. I've looked at it. I've seen that it's good, like God did at creation, and uh, I'm prepared to say I'm finished with that particular creative pursuit." So, what about you? 
to make it? Do you find it difficult to find when something's finished enough? Yes. <laughs> because you all, you know, you can often think maybe it needs a bit more this, maybe it needs a bit more that. And I think that this word content, um, I am content that this is finished. This is the best that I can do. And you have that honest look and this is finished. Mm. So it is a tricky one. And sometimes we, you know, we can ask a friend. Uh, but at the end of the day, we do need to make that own choice for ourselves. And mm. I, I think that that, you know, that comes in, in what we're talking about here, where we've taken pride, we've had an honest look, and we've made a choice. Just before we go on, Sherry from uh, Queensland has texted in to say she's listening on the satellite system, Vast, I think, and... Uh, she says, bless you all at Faith FM. So thanks, Sherry, for texting in. It's great to have you with us this morning. Um, so, yeah, confidence or, or I guess, uh, pleasure in what we've done is a good thing. And um, you've got another verse here uh, in Second Corinthians. It says, I'm acting, this is Paul writing, I'm acting with great boldness towards you. I have great pride in you. I am filled with comfort. In all our affliction, I am overflowing with joy. And I guess Paul was you know, really pleased about the way that people had accepted the message uh, in this particular area. This is in Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 4. And he had pleasure and pride in, in the efforts, I guess, that had been made and the outcomes that uh, had been achieved. So, But what about yeah. some of that uh, negative stuff? You know, pride can also be very dangerous, and there's that famous saying, pride comes before a fall. Yes, because we do have to be aware, because it it is dangerous in large quality in large quantities. So we have um, superiority, which is a way of behaving uh, that shows that you think that you're better or more important than somebody else. Mm-hmm. And this was Lucifer's downfall. He not only looked up to God, but in the end, um, with all his beauty and all of the goodness that was in him, it turned to you know, bitterness and hatred because he wanted to be God. You've got a verse, and, you've got a verse here. It says your heart, this is Ezekiel twenty eight seventeen, referring to Lucifer. Your heart mm. was proud because of your beauty. Your, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. So he thought mm. he was, uh, or he wanted to be um, equal or, or higher than God, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are, Jason, but I think sometimes we can view God as, you know, God just wants to be praised and he's, he, you know, he's superior. Yeah. And I, I think we forget to know that God didn't do this out of, he didn't create us out of ego. He created us out of love. Yeah. And he is, he is the creator. And so even as much as um, Lucifer wanted to be God, he couldn't simply because he wasn't God. He he wasn't, um, he couldn't create. Um, he, he just, it wasn't. His he he couldn't, mm, yeah. and it, it, was, it was a fact so rather in than a, in a way yeah. it was a, a false evaluation of who he was and what his purpose was, and I think that's really important, isn't it? That that you know God knows when He says don't have any other gods before Me, He knows that that is um, truth. You know, Jesus said. I'm the truth, the way, and the life, and, you know, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth is that when we understand our place and our purpose in God, 
that's when um, we live in the right place. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, that's where yeah. we feel the most peace, the most contentment. We're not trying to be somebody that we're not. We're not trying to be better than we are. We're not putting ourselves down. And I think that's uh, that's what it all comes down to, isn't it? That um, mm. yeah, We've got to go to a break, but uh, we've got a question for you this morning. Have you ever had a time or experience in your life when you struggled to be humble? If you're prepared to share it, maybe you don't want to share it, but uh, if you are prepared to share it, we'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488-880-891. This is Unlearned by Robbie Morgan.
Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Tamika Sporting and we're talking about the topic of pride and humility and we did ask you a question if you have ever had a time or experience in your life when you struggled to be humble um, perhaps that old saying pride comes before a fall perhaps you've got something you'd like to share with us today if you're happy to do that we'd love to hear from you text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, Tamika, in our first section, we just briefly touched on um, the, I guess, the negative sense of pride, and uh, we were going to start talking about the genuine um, humility that Christ had. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Jesus. I think he's our best example in so many ways, in every way. So let's talk about him. I think that's why I love Jesus, because he was around at creation and he came to earth um, as a baby. He, he was we, the creator, in fact. He, he was the creator. He, he, that's he is that's correct. The creator. Yes. Um, and he came to earth as a baby born in a manger, so he didn't come down in the flashiest hotel because he felt that he needed to be, um, you know, he didn't come put up with in a, a nice place. He didn't come with the, uh, what's that word? I, the word is failing me at the moment. You know, Golden the, spoon? With all, all of the cars oh. that the president, you know, the convoy of cars and, and security and all of that. He didn't come with all of that fanfare no, and pomp. Yeah. He, that's, that's right. And, um, and he showed his true character. He, um, you know, the other thing is, as he grew, um, he didn't have any, you know, he, he was an ordinary looking man. He fitted mm. in with the crowd. You know, he didn't, he wasn't born with, you know, the, the hair that sweeps back or, you know, enough to be in a, a beauty contest, uh, you know, or, or a parade. It actually says in Isaiah 53.1, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Mm. I think his attraction and appeal came uh, through other means. And I might share a That's story. That's why a, a character is so important. Yeah, I, must, I might share a story if we've got time, but um, a bit later about that. There's, okay. a, there's a passage in Philippians 2 um, that really talk about Christ and his humility, um, but it's it, there's some good advice just before this main section that talks about Jesus. It says, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves, don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God. So that's an important point, isn't it? That humility is about living in obedience to God. He died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. And uh, we'll we'll come back to that later. But um, isn't it interesting that uh, Jesus is our best example of humility? And 
I love that phrase there that it's it's about doing what God has asked. It's about obedience. It's about living uh, correctly, I guess, in our purpose that uh, God has for us. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few other aspects you wanted to bring out here of of uh, pride before we and. I guess, which is the yeah. opposite of humility. We know Jesus was the best example of humility. Well, he was the best example of humility, and as we covered before, he was the best example of how to how to be um, a healthy version of being proud or pride as well, um, which one of those is not arrogance, which we'll move on to. And that's, you know, un- unpleasantly proud and behaving as, as if you know more than others or feel like you're always right. Mm. And those who are arrogant often struggle to find close friends because this attitude robs you of everything. It robs you of learning and growing and you end up, you know, being led down a path where you can have a pretty cold heart and that can be, you know, really an, described as an, a bit of an internal death of, of sorts. Mm. So, you know, arrogance can be a nasty thing. Mm. I guess um, Lucifer, you know, which we know is the the name for Satan, the devil. Um, he wanted to be God. We mentioned that before, and uh, let, let's read about that in Isaiah. There's a passage that talks about his yeah. beginnings there as well. It says, uh, "You said in your heart, I will send, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of the of assembly." In the far reaches of the north, uh, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Lucifer really had a, an issue with pride. He did, and unfortunately, um, you know, with that prideful heart, he right back at um, the beginning of the Bible, um, he used manipulation and deception mm. and introduced these thoughts to Adam and Eve, and mm. he planted that seed of doubt. Uh, into them from you know God's true character and I do have a verse if you want to read that one yeah this is uh, Genesis 3 5 for God knows that when you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God knowing good and evil that's the one you wanted me to read yeah, yeah. so even back then it was just that don't you want to know more don't you think that God has hidden something from you you can be yeah. more than what you think you are and you can be more than what you are you know yeah. there's a more than what God intended for you. Mm, interesting. Okay, so um, we've got this concept of oversupply or more than, you know, pride. You know, so so often, you know, we live in a very materialistic world and pride can live itself out in, in our material things as well. Sometimes we have more than what we need or we've got to have the latest and greatest of everything. So talk a little bit about uh, this concept of uh, oversupply. Well, it can be detrimental to us. Uh, as we touched on last week, um, you know, you might have too much pride to ask for help when you need it. Mm. And, you know, this can cause a breakdown in health, knowledge, learning, and ultimately um, relationships and friendships. Mm. Uh, you can run the risk of not caring for others. If you're constantly caring about yourself, um, then this idea where I have to be right or I have to be, I you know, I need to be the winner all the time, um, you know, can be problematic when somebody else, um, you know, you, your world view becomes winner-loser mm. instead of, you know, we're here as, as friends together, learning together. Yeah. And some people can't bear 
the idea of, of losing. Mm. And so this can go either way. You, you know, you can puff yourself up too much or you can just have this really low self-worth and, and not, you know, attempt to do new things at, at all. Mm. So... Um it's this other verse that I sort of alluded to before. Um, pride comes before a fall. It says in Proverbs eleven two, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. So important to have a think about what this really means. This concept of humility. So why don't we just before we go to a break introduce uh, a bit more about the topic of humility, and yeah. uh, we'll go to break shortly. Uh, yes, so humility is something that, um, well, it's freedom from su- superiority or arrogance. It can also be described as an attitude towards oneself where there is a restraining of our own power to allow room for others. You know, true humility, it, it doesn't come from a, pelf, uh, a poor self-view. It doesn't come from ignoring problems and, and letting things that are negative happen to us because we think somebody, you know, we should put somebody before ourselves and then we end up being abused or hurt. It's, yeah, it's not people-pleasing. Yeah, it's that concept of being a doormat. Yeah. Uh, see, that, that's where I think we cannot easily get mixed up sometimes, that where we, we allow ourselves to be used and abused almost because we think that that's humility, but I don't think that is what God intends. Yeah. So I think for this program, the most important thing that I want us to take away is that we need to have a, a healthy view of ourself, mm. um, which is, you know, it's a measured amount. And and so we're not running the risk of being too, too high or too low, yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. In Romans 12 verse 3, it says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, this is Paul writing, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's not about being too high, but it's also not about, you know, having a uh, a lack of self-worth or, you know, putting ourselves down. It's having that accurate perspective of what God has given us evaluating ourselves honestly yes god has given me these abilities and talents i need to use those for his uh, glory and his uh, work and his kingdom i think if we yeah. do that then we're, we're on a pretty good starting point so let's go to a break we've got a book offer coming up it's called i don't see it that way it looks a little different from up here and that's by ken mcfarlane we'll uh, come back and talk more in the next section about the book and we've got more to talk about This is Prayer of Humble Access by Liturgical Folk. We do not presume to come to this Thy table, O merciful Lord Trusting in our own Righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies, we are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same. 
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and uh, we had a question for you earlier. Have you ever had a time or experience in your life when you struggled to be humble? Perhaps you've had one of those moments where pride comes before a fall. Um, if you've got something to share with us, we'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We're talking about pride and humility this morning with Tamika Spalding. Uh, Tamika, we I've got a question to, to start. I guess the next part of our discussion: How can I stay humble? But um, before we do that, I just wanted to raise this uh, point of acting humble versus being humble. And, you know, sometimes we can try to act with humility by, you know, not accepting a compliment or putting ourselves down and sort of almost devaluing ourselves. Um, but I think true humility, I think there's a difference between acting with humility and being humble. I think uh, the being part, and I think this is really quite a difficult topic to fully unpack, but I'm interested in... You know, how do we be humble? What really is, uh, and we've got here, how can I stay humble? Well, I'm going to ask you, how can I be humble? How can I stay humble? How can I become humble? <laughs> well, I think the main point in how to to be humble is the way that we we look at ourselves and, and, and the amount of time we spend, you know, looking at ourselves. If our focus is on ourself, then... Um, we it's could, difficult could, for us to be humble, but if yeah. we focus on God, then you know hum, humility comes naturally yeah. because we've taken our eyes off ourselves and onto our Creator, yeah. the guy who loves us and cares about us. And I and so I, I love the verse you've picked out on that topic. Yeah. Um, do you want me to read it? Yes. It says uh, in First Corinthians ten thirty one. So whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That really is where our attention needs to be in it. I wonder if, you know, that uh, first commandment, the, the second commandment, even right up to the fourth commandment, is really about having our attention focused on God, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, not having other gods, not having ourselves. You know, sometimes we can become our own gods, in essence. You know, we can focus on ourselves so much. So, um, yeah, beautiful verse alter the glory of God, that's the way to uh, keep humble and be humble and stay humble, I guess. Um, yep. The, the uh, uh, no, that's all right. I had another thought, but I'll leave it. <laughs> we'll go on. <laughs> I think you've got a bit of a story to tell. Uh, we'll keep that thought in mind. We might come back to it. Uh, yeah, I do have a story. I do love stories. Uh, I think <laughs> after starting this program, I realised that my whole life revolves around uh, stories. So um, 
yeah, in I was in Adelaide over the Christmas January holidays. I went and saw my family for Christmas, and I've been making a few trips to Adelaide recently. But uh, one of my bad habits, which might be yours, Jason, as we heard before, is I go to bed late. And I have been trying to fix this for quite some time now, and it, it is hard because my peak energy comes at night, and um, I like to do all my creative things then. So I have to be pretty hard on myself, and I have prayed about it quite a few times. And there has been quite a few times that I do hear in my mind, it's time to go to bed, and it's I, I do feel it's the Holy Spirit just whispering, go to bed. And a lot of times I think, well, I know better. If I do this now, then I won't need to do it in the morning and then, mm. you know, so on. And I think in reflection, this can be a bit of a prideful thought because I'm looking at myself, I'm thinking that I know better. And at the end of the day, if you have too many late nights and early mornings, you do run yourself into the ground mm. and you're not much help to anybody. So, um, yeah, on this particular day, we were heading to the airport uh, to head home from Adelaide back to Tasmania via Melbourne. I had gone to bed at um, I'd gone to bed at three a.m. I'd woken up at four a.m. So I'd had an hour's sleep. We went to the airport to catch the first flight, and we got into Melbourne at seven a.m. in the morning. Now we had we actually took a lot of luggage with us. Uh, we had three suitcases. I had my four children with me. We all had um, hand luggage each, and I did think because we were going to spend the entire day in the airport. I did think. Um, it'll be okay, we've got the main suitcases that will be checked in and we'll just have some hand luggage to carry around. We could spend the whole day in the terminal and it will be just a nice, relaxing day. The reality was we got there and, you know, I got off the plane at, you know, early, went out to to grab my bags, realised you can't check your bags back in until two hours before your flight. My flight was until 4pm and so I suddenly had... These heavy bags, they were full of, even our hand luggage was full of books and, and heavy things. Uh, so it, it was um, was the greatest uh, thing. I did pray to God and I think God was really gracious because we, we were given, offered a trolley and we loaded everything up. We moved it uh, around until we found seats for the five of us and we spent the whole day in the baggage claim area. Because I was so tired, I fell asleep on and off through the whole day. And I don't know about everyone else, but when you're tired and you know you have to stay awake, that drifting in and out of sleep can make you feel really terrible. And I found, you know, I was reflecting at that point going, I really need to listen to to God and just go to bed earlier because this is not fun. Mm. Um, The other thing that happened, I had a thought that... uh, if I that I should open my emails and whatever was in that first email I should do. It was a real conviction and it came out of nowhere and I sat at the airport and I opened up that email and that email actually was a um it was an email from one six eight film which is um which I'm a part of, which is a Christian um American based uh group for um, screenwriters, film writers, um, actors and producers and they get together each month and in this email it was basically an opportunity to um, enter an event to write a script that needed to be 12 pages long which is equivalent to a 12 minute short film and you have seven days to write it in and they give you a theme and a bible verse 
and you've just got that seven days to write that up. Now, I've never written uh, a script before. I hadn't at that point read a script before and even though I've been coming to this, going to this group for about five years, I'd never, um, I'd never really gone into doing what, like screenwriting. Mm. I just had been using, you know, learning about uh, how to, you know, create character or create story, but not actually do the thing, <laughs> write mm. the script. Mm. So I felt convicted to do it, but I also knew I had no experience and I didn't believe that I could. I thought it was a ridiculous idea. This is where you start thinking, was it God? Was it me? Is this a silly thought? So I thought I would email a friend who's in America who is in a part of this group um, and she does this this event to ask her, did she think I was capable? And as I sent this email to her while I was still at the airport, I had this thought, she won't reply to that email, you'll need to make your choice. And that really hit me um, that I needed to make my own choice mm. because because I knew, well, she always gets back to me quickly, this lady that I'd sent the email to, so I thought within a few minutes she'll get back to me. And I didn't think I could make that choice. Anyway, we, when we arrived um, back home to, um, to Tassie, um, she didn't ever reply back to me. And at the end of the day, um, I had to make the choice because there was only half an hour before the event closed for, um, for, you know, for people to apply. And I, I thought, well, I either feel convicted and do it and do it in faith or I, I don't. So I, um, that's what I did. I, I applied to do, to do this event. Mm. And it was only two days later that uh, we started the event so that was um you know <laughs> we were full into it uh and i do have a bible verse in proverbs if you wanted to read this uh, um, you better remind me which one it is yeah, proverbs 11, 11 verse, verse 2, two. Uh, I think I read that one already. When pride comes, oh, then comes disgrace, but with the humbles uh, is wisdom. Yeah, we did read that earlier. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, so I, I was um, about to start this event, and I realised that in the seven days that I had, I couldn't, um, I didn't have time to, to quickly read everything I needed to about how to write a script. I didn't have time to, you know, ask for affirmation or help i couldn't cram information in i basically had to start with what i what i had you had to do your best <laughs> yes with what you had <laughs> well we'll come back and uh briefly learn what happened in that event and but right now we've got our book offer uh it's called i don't see it that way it looks a little different from up here and this is by ken mcfarlane um on a scale from one to ten how important are you what was the first number that came to mind? Seven, four, maybe nine. Be honest. You're human, so you probably think and act as though you're pretty important most of the time. Now take a good look at yourself through God's perspective. You reside on the top side of this grand planet we call Earth with nearly seven billion other people. If that fact alone doesn't make you feel insignificant, try this for size. It would take seven quadrillion. Now that's seven million billion Earths to fill the largest known star in the Milky Way galaxy. And as you might have heard, there are lots of galaxies. 
this is just amazing. This, uh, you know, if we want to put things in perspective, we have a look at the universe and what God has made. So Ken McFarlane explores some curious and sometimes unconventional thoughts on God, life, the world around us, and the world to come. Not surprisingly, his conclusions don't usually jive with the long-venerated thoughts and opinions you may have encountered or even believed. That's our book offer, and we will give you the code right after the break. Right now, this is Selah by Abby Wheat Eaton.
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're finishing our program today with Jamaica Sporting on the topic of pride and humility. Now, our book giveaway, it's time for that in our program. We've got four copies of this book to give away today. I don't see it that way. And this is by Ken McFarland. It sounds like a fascinating little book. Our code today is CONNECT38. That's CONNECT38. No spaces. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, Tamika, you were part of the way through a story where you were um, making a decision to attend this event, this film writers event, and I think you'd made a decision that you had to make it on your own, and you decided to do it. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so the first day came and I was given a a mentor to work with who already works in the um, Christian film industry and he's quite an accomplished uh, guy within, you know, with what he does, uh, who I'd never met before. He was wonderful to work with. I couldn't speak more highly of him. Um, I think he exampled humility beautifully. He he was very um, encouraging and and great. But on that... uh, first day we were given the theme which was time and we were given uh, a verse which was from Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 which says to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven and so basically we started and on that first day uh, I did get sent um, a text message from my mentor and he said what are your ideas now I've never been put under the pump before where (laughs) I had to come up with something really quickly Mm. and so in that first day it was basically just ideas and brainstorming that that I did and I spoke to my mentor every day so day two he asked me to write a story treatment I had never done a there's a point here that in your notes that yeah. I think is important um, that, uh, you know, he, he saw your worst work and your best work, you know, at, at the same time. And so that's a scary thing sometimes, isn't it, when you've got somebody who you respect who sees you at your worst and in the creative process that can be quite daunting. Well, in reflection, you know, when you think that, you know, you think that your ideas are pretty good and then in reflection you think... Yeah, no. um, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Where, where did I start with that? That that was going nowhere. I, Yeah, I, I gave him what I had and mm. he met me where I was at. Mm. And he, what he really was doing was doing exactly what a mentor needs to do is, is let you build and grow your ideas rather than squashing them and saying, well, that's not very good. Mm. He let me show the worst of 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 mm. my writing skills and just grew it mm. and so um i trusted him because he like yeah he saw the worst of what i was capable of doing and by the end of the week he saw the best that i was able to produce at mm. the skill level that i had mm. um you know a lot of these there's a lot that enter this event and some of these guys um first day they're already into their script Whereas my mentor knew that that I needed to do some some steps before that, so you know, like in my day two, he said, write a story treatment, and this is what a story treatment is, and this is how you need to go about doing it, and that took me the full day of concerted effort. Um, by day three, I, I started a story outline with nineteen scenes that I'd written, and. You know, at the time, I didn't know what 12 minutes really looked like in a script. And so when I sent it back to him each evening, 
you know, he said you need eight scenes as as a max. So I had to really, you know, cut it down and just helped me keep growing. And so it was actually day five out of the seven before I even did my first script draft, Mm. which wasn't in a complete entirety. Uh, Day six, I revised the, the script and finished it. So on day six, the day before it was due, I had done my first complete draft um, with some revisions Mm. and on the final day day seven um, and I only had three hours because this is an American competition and I had to hand it in on that seventh day at 11 a.m. and yeah and so there was a lot that I'd put in there in those last three hours that he hadn't read until till I put my final script in Mm. but he wasn't the only one helping me Uh, God had convicted me to do this and he was so present in that whole thing and I, d- I didn't realise until after the competition had finished how present he'd been. But as I said before, you know, I was struggling to go to bed on time. What I'm surprised with hindsight, during that week, I just knew that it wasn't even a question. I just knew I had to be in bed by 9.30 and I knew that I had to be up at 7am and I did and it was almost effortless which at the time I just thought, oh, it's because I'm, I've worked really hard and this is, like, I've been harder on myself. Um, but, you know, I did that. I ate three meals a day. Anyone who knows me, I'm a bit of a, I'm not very consistent. Um, but I actually ate at scheduled times. And I took the dog for a walk at 4.30 every afternoon. So, uh, you know, that was something that I, I hadn't, it was always my goal, but I hadn't been able to do it. Mm. even with concerted effort. And it wasn't until after I'd handed this script in, um, the day after when, um, you know, <laughs> it, it was really hard to fit all that, st- to, to schedule again, I realised, wow, God was there. And I remember also there was one point where I was writing in my script um, a prayer and I, a question, should I write a, script, a, a prayer in my script? And it was as if God had just come into the room and just this thought that I had, you are not alone in this. And it was at this point that I hadn't um, completely written the script out and I just felt comforted that I wasn't alone in this. We do this with with God. And so, um, you know, he was there with me. And I found this, when I handed my, my, um, my script in, this relief that it was handed in, but also I knew... I had done my very best for God and I had done my very best. Mm. And I just laid on the floor in this praise to God because I had started and finished something I never thought I would be able to do, but I was really aware that God had been right with me. And um, and that to me, I was just at peace. I was content with the effort that I'd made, not in comparison to anyone else. I just knew God was with me and that I felt you know, content that this is my very best and it just hit me, this is what humility looks like. Mm. And so it it really came about as that sense of, um, you know, doing God's work, you know, following the the guidance that God had given you and you experienced that sense of contentment and peace. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's As Jesus' example was that he was obedient to God when we're obedient to God and we're not driving our own agendas, I think that's where we find true humility. And we don't need to puff ourselves up. We don't need to make more of things than they are. And we also 
uh, don't need to feel worthless because or have no self-worth because we um, always have worth when we are following God and we, we recognize that God has a purpose for us in, in everything that we do. He's got a plan for us. So. Well, we've run out of time. Thanks for joining us today. It's been great to have you. Next week, we've got Donna Shepherd joining us on Connecting the Dots, and uh, it'll be a great program. It's called It's Okay Not to Be Okay. And uh, on Monday, you'll be back with myself and Carmelina. This is Oh God Forgive Us. No reply Words float off into the night couldn't cut our time with the sharpest knife Oh, oh, God forgive us Silence isn't comfortable We'll drive through peace and instant hope A shallow faith that has left us broke Oh, oh, God forgive us To our uncertainty Help us with our unbelief Oh, oh, God, forgive us Young and old, black and white Rich and poor, there's no divide You're the mighty, you're the powerless Singing, oh, oh, God, forgive us